Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Tough night last night for the Islanders. They head into Ottawa in a game they realistically needed to win in the worst way, and they come up just short a 4-3 to loss. We will discuss it, break it down, and explain where this team is has been coming up short now a five game losing streak oh three and two in those games we will have this date in islanders history a little bit later on plus a preview of saturday's matinee at the coliseum against the carolina hurricanes and that game becomes bigger and bigger as the islanders keep losing and Look, last night, they didn't get a lot of help. You had, uh, you know, a lot of the teams they're up against picking up points. So, plenty to talk about and a lot to diagnose here for the Islanders. If you want to chime in with a comment or you have a question or a topic you'd like us like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, leave your name and where you're from, and send it to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to mention your name on the air if you'd like. We would also uh, say that you can follow us on Twitter, the show's Twitter address, at Locked On Isles. Or you could follow me on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and happenings from around the Islanders. All right, so we're going to start out with last night's game. Islanders heading into Ottawa to take on the seventh place Senators, a team that came into this game nine games below NHL 500 uh, at 23, 32, and 12. That means they had won 23 games and lost uh, 44 coming into this game. And yet, you know, Islanders unable to pick up points. You had Simeon Varlamov in goal for the Islanders. Craig Anderson, the netminder for Ottawa. The scratches for the Islanders. Johnny Boychuk, Thomas Hickey, who the Islanders called up uh, earlier yesterday on an emergency basis to provide some defense depth. Other scratches, Ross Johnston, Leo Kamarov, Tom Kunackle, and Andrew Ladd. And... The Islanders, you know, they actually got off to a pretty good start when all things were considered. Bobby Ryan of Ottawa 
headed off for tripping just two minutes and seven seconds into the game. He took down Brock Nelson, and the Islanders' power play actually looked pretty good. Eberle had a, a scoring chance early on from the faceoff circle left side, but he ends up hitting the post. But then Barzal goes behind the goal, sets up Lee just outside the right post. Lee taps at home his 20th goal of the year on the power play from Barzal and Derek Brassard at 3.58. And the Islanders had a one to nothing lead. And, you know, that was a big thing. Also, by the way, before this game started, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, this is a homecoming for him, his first game back in Ottawa since the trade deadline deal that sent him to the Islanders. And I'll have to say, you know, Pajot had said before the game, this was going to be very emotional for me. Uh, and it had to be in the fans chanting for Pajot as the game got underway. So a nice warm moment right there for the newest member of the New York Islanders. Meanwhile, for Brassard, who got the secondary assist on the Anders Lee goal, that was his first point in nine games, his 20th assist, by the way, of the year. Meanwhile, the Islanders getting more pressure in that first period, and Lee had another quality scoring chance, uh, but Anderson does come up big, and then the Islanders head to the penalty box. Devon Tays off for tripping Brady Kachuk at 6-14, but the Islanders managed to kill it off, and that was, of course, very, very important. And then, unfortunately, uh, Noah Dobson goes into the box just about uh, 30 seconds or so after the Taze penalty expires. But again, uh, Dobson off for tripping, but the Islanders kill it off and things looking good. Now, the tide began to turn midway through the period. Ryan with two quality scoring chances. Shabbat then with uh, another but Varlamov comes up with three back-to-back-to-back saves that basically uh, keep this a one-to-nothing hockey game. Unfortunately, it doesn't stay there. And the Islanders getting a little bit sloppy in their own zone. And Connor Brown cashes in his 16th from Zaitsev and Riley at 13:57, And the game is tied one to one. And at the end of the period, you know, the Islanders getting, again, sloppy, especially in their own zone. Scotty Mayfield commits a turnover, a two-on-one for Ottawa, but Duclair, he had the option to pass or shoot. He shot it, and he shot it wide. And, you know, late in that first period, after starting off strong, the Islanders just got sloppy. They were outshot in the first 20 minutes, 13 to 10, and the game was all even at one apiece. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we will examine the second and the third period. We'll have this date in Islanders history, and we will talk about Saturday's big matinee against the Carolina Hurricanes. More to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Islanders is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Islander fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Islander fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Just text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, so the Islanders start off the second period and they get the lead back. You know, the top line really did so much of the damage for the Islanders. And Matthew Barzal, his 19th of the year from the slot area at 418, Jordan Eberle and Devon Tays with the helpers and the Islanders. Take back the lead for Barzal, by the way. His first goal in 14 games and just his second over the last 22 games. And that is a slump that the Islanders certainly cannot afford to have happen to him. Now, the Islanders end up with a power play in the second period as Brady Kachuk crashes into Simeon Varlamov at 435, but unfortunately the Islanders unable to cash in. Nelson had a one-timer on the power play that was a good scoring chance, but Craig Anderson, who had a very strong game for the Senators tonight, got the fast glove on it. And at the end of the day, the Islanders are unable to cash in on this power play opportunity. Then the Islanders get another power play chance with J.C. Uh, Horaluk in the box for high sticking. He high sticks Eberly, so the Islanders have the man advantage. But again, the Islanders, they turn the puck over just outside the... Uh, blue line, and the result is a shorthanded goal by Bodker, uh, Bodker, excuse me, his second of the year from Chris Tierney, and this is the third shorthanded goal that the Islanders have allowed in the last two games. Now, one of them was an empty net goal at the end of the game, but still uh, not looking good. Sloppy, again, turnovers and sloppy play on the power play they just looked lazy on this goal and the thing that bothers you most about this is just the lack of urgency that we see here is an Islanders team in the middle of a fight for a playoff spot they need to be crisp they need to be sharp and they need to play with urgency and on this power play they just seemed very lackadaisical and you know this one really disrupted whatever momentum the Barzal goal gave the Islanders then four minutes 26 seconds later 
a bad goal by Varlamov as Anthony Duclair, who had missed the previous four games with an ankle injury, beats Varlamov to the short side, his 23rd from Horaluk and Colin White, and at 14:26, the Islanders now trailed by a 3-2 score. And, uh, you know, that is just not going to get the job done at the end of the day. The Islanders outshot Ottawa by a large margin in that second period. By the end of 40 minutes, they were outshooting them 28-20 for the game. But they trailed 3-2, third period crucial now for the Islanders down by a goal. And again, Trot starts mixing up his lines and it, it really did not end up getting a lot done outside the top line. The Islanders unable to get a lot of offense generated. Brassard had a chance. Barzal made a nice drop pass to Brassard, but Anderson comes up with the save, and the Islanders, you know, still trailing by a goal. Then they get a power play chance, and you think, okay, this is their big opportunity. Colin White off for tripping Anders Lee at 8.48, but... The Islanders, again, unable to get that goal. Broussard had a good scoring opportunity, but Hainsey deflected it, got his stick out there. And, you know, again, sloppiness on this power play as Duclair had a very good scoring chance for Ottawa, but he couldn't get good wood on the shot. Finally, the Islanders give up that terrible fourth goal. Brady Kachuk, unassisted. Again, he picked up the puck in his own zone and went almost end-to-end with it down the wing. Beats Varlamov at 16.55, and it's 4-2 Ottawa with just three minutes and five seconds left. Now, the Islanders, to their credit, did not quit. Pulak with a high shot from inside the blue line, his ninth of the year from Barzal and Taze, 40th assist of the season for Matthew Barzal. That leads the team, but it wasn't enough. At that goal coming with exactly two minutes left in regulation, the Islanders pull the goalie but are unable to tie the hockey game, and they fall in regulation to the Ottawa Senators by a score of 4-3. to three. Varlamov gives up four goals in 29 shots. Big game for Matthew Barzal. One goal, two assists. Uh, another good performance by Devontae's as far as offense was concerned. He had two helpers. But at the end of the day, the Islanders falling in this one. Shots on goal, Lee and Pulak each with six to pace the Islanders. In the face-off circle, Barzal had a very, very strong game. He goes 8 out of 10. Brock Nelson, 10 out of 18. Uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, only 6 out of 12. A little bit of an off game for him. Derek Brassard with 5 hits in this game, but Matt Martin, of course, leading the Islanders with 6. And block shots, Scott Mayfield had 3 to lead the Islanders. Pulak with 23-16 of ice time, Nick Letty 22-28. Noah Dobson, if you were wondering, only 14-20, 
while Andy Green played 14.52. Among forwards, again, the top line, and all three of them registered at least a point in this game, Barzal, 23-42, Eberle, 23-17, Anders Lee, 21-49. They are getting so much ice time. Meanwhile, that fourth line, Koivula, uh, Martin, and Clutterbuck, Martin, seven and a half minutes of ice time, Koivula, 6.05, and Clutterbuck, who really didn't see the ice at all in that third period, only five minutes and 55 seconds of ice time in this game. Overall, a disappointing effort for the New York Islanders. Uneven. You know, the first line was really the only line to generate any kind of consistent offense, any kind of consistent scoring opportunities. And at the end of the day, that wasn't enough. The Islanders fall to the Ottawa Senators in a game they needed to win. And, you know, you went up against two teams in the Atlantic Division who were outside of the playoffs this week looking in. You know, Montreal at home on Tuesday, Ottawa on the road on Thursday, and they come away with zero points. And I hate to say it right now, but the Islanders are now in fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll have this date in Islanders history. We'll preview Saturday's game at the Coliseum against the Carolina Hurricanes, and we'll talk a little bit more about some things the Islanders can do to salvage this season because they are in danger, folks, of not making the playoffs. More to come here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to March 6th. 1977, the Islanders in Denver to take on the Colorado Rockies. And, uh, you know, not not a lot of people maybe remember the Rockies, but they were uh, in Denver after leaving Kansas City in 1976. 10,528 fans on hand. Chico Resch in goal for the Islanders. Michelle Plus was the goaltender for the Rockies. Islanders get on the board first. An unassisted goal by Bob Bourne, his 12th at 8.59, made it 1-0 Islanders. And then Bob Nystrom, his 26th goal from Andre St. Laurent and Gary Howitt at 16.57. At the end of one period, the Islanders had a 2-0 lead. They would add to that lead in the second period, Billy Harris, his 19th from Burt Marshall and Brian Trottier at 5:17. That made it 3-0. Then defenseman Pat Price gets his third from Clark Gillies and Billy Harris just uh, 35 seconds later, and the Islanders led 4-0. Jean Potvin adds to the Islanders' lead late in the period with his eighth goal of the season from Bob Bourne and Pat Price at 14:47. And the Islanders had a 5 to nothing lead. A fight breaking out in that second period late between Andre St. Laurent of the Islanders and Ron DeLorme of the Colorado Rockies. No scoring in the third period, but Chico Resch making 27 saves to earn the shutout. Islanders outshooting the Rockies 35-27. to uh, Pat Price with a goal and an assist, as did Bob Bourne and Billy Harris. 
So those were the multiple point scorers in this one. Harris had five shots to lead the Islanders, while Burt Marshall, the veteran defenseman, and Pat Price were each a plus three in this game, as was Brian Trottier. Meanwhile, for the Rockies, uh, Larry Johnson, Dennis Dupere, and Barry Dean, each minus four in this game. The Islanders skate away with a 5-0 win over the Colorado Rockies on this date in Islanders history, March the 6th, 1977. All right, so the Islanders return to action Saturday against the Carolina Hurricane. Hurricanes, 17th in the league in goals, scored 9th in the league in goals against their power play, 12th in the league at a 21.2% success rate, but their penalty kill is among the league's best. They are 5th right now in the NHL with an 83.2% penalty kill uh, efficiency rating. Right now, goaltending for the Hurricanes, Peter Mrazek has started 37 games. He is 20, 16, and 2 right now with a 271 goals against average, a 904 save percentage. James Reimer, uh, 24 starts, 14, 6, and 2, a 914 save percentage, and a 266 goals against average. The leading scorer right now, Sebastian Ajo, not the same Sebastian Ajo who is in the Islanders minor league system, but this Sebastian Ajo, 36 goals and 62 points. Tuvo Teravainen is next with 60 points, 45 of those assists. And Andrei Shevnikov, 24 goals and 58 points right now for the Hurricane. We look at the lineup right now. Sebastian Ajo is the first-line center with ex-Islander Nino Niederreiter on his left wing and Tuvo Teravainen on his right flank. Jordan Stahl is the second-line center with Ryan Zingle and Justin Williams on his wings. Uh, the third line, Vincent Trocek centers that one with uh, Svechnikov and Martin Nekas uh, as his wingers. And Jordan Martinuk is the fourth-line center with Roran Fogel and Brock McGinn flanking him. On defense right now, Joel Edmondson and Jacob Slavin are the top pairing. Hayden Fleury and Brady Shea, the ex-Ranger, who they acquired at the trade deadline, are the second pairing. And Jake Gardner and Trevor Van Riemsdyk are the third pair. And right now, lots of injuries. Peter Mrazek, their goalie, day-to-day. -day. Uh, James Reimer out right now of the lineup. So the goaltending is thin. And then uh, on defense. They're missing Dougie Hamilton. He's on the IR. Sammy Vatanen also out and on the IR. So a lot of injuries right now slowing down the Carolina Hurricane. And look, folks, it doesn't get too much more must win than this right now. The Islanders still stuck at 78 points, which places them in fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. The Carolina Hurricanes are in seventh place right now, but they're only three points behind the Islanders, and Carolina has a game in hand. So 
you know, the Hurricanes lost to the Philadelphia Flyers on Thursday night. That was one of those games where, if you're an Islander fan, I guess you have to hope the game doesn't go to overtime first and foremost. But right now, Washington and Philadelphia tied with 40 wins and 87 points. Uh, Both of them have played 67 games. Pittsburgh played 66 games. They're three points back with 84. Columbus now in fourth place, 68 games played, 79 points. The Islanders one point behind the Blue Jackets, but the Isles have two games in hand. The Rangers, after beating Washington on Thursday night, now just two points behind the Islanders, although the Islanders have one game in hand. And then Carolina, three points behind the Islanders, but the Hurricanes have a game in hand. Look, at the end of the day, the Islanders still in this five-game winless streak, 0-3-2, have not gotten solid play in their own zone, and they have not gotten, like last night, they just didn't get play from all four lines. The fourth line was invisible. Uh, for large sections of the game. You had Clutterbuck held out during the third period, or most of it. The second and third lines, not very productive. The top line really getting most of the job done. And then three shorthanded goals in the last two games. This team needs to get back to basics. When you're not winning, you need to get back to basics. That's what Barry Trotz has to preach to this team. And we'll see if he's able to do it, because folks, if the Islanders don't start winning soon, they are rapidly running out of time. Just 16 games left in the regular season, and the Islanders are clinging to that second wild card spot as of right now. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Again, if you're enjoying the show, hey, tell a friend about it. Spread the word. You could also spread the word by leaving us a five-star review, uh, a five-star rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. That helps other Islander fans find our podcast. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great weekend, everybody.